Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here the, to bring you the preview show ahead of Bayern Munich's final game of the season against FC Köln. Wow. The last game of the season, Bayern Munich sits in second place. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? Yep, I totally just ripped off a line from the talking heads, but that is how I feel. I cannot believe Bayern Munich is in this situation with all of the talent that it has on its roster when its primary competition for the Bundesliga was one of the worst Borussia Dortmund sides in recent memory. I cannot believe it, but here we are. Here the bleep we are. Bayern Munich sitting in second place, hoping like hell that Borussia Dortmund folds and that it can itself get past FC Köln and a miracle could happen. Will it happen? Probably not. I don't have a lot of hopes that Dortmund is going to choke this one up. Now, it's always possible Dortmund is not exactly the club with the toughest mentality, but I think that they are focused on their goal. I think they're going to get the job done. And while I will tell you, I think Bayern Munich is going to win this match against Köln, it's all going to be for nothing because this season will go down as a massive disappointment for a number of reasons. Uh, not the least of which is the way that the board handled things, the way that the players responded to two different coaches, and the way that both of those coaches handled really a mega-talented roster and mismanaged it. This whole season was a train wreck in a lot of ways. Now, I say train wreck, but in some respects, there was a lot of success in individual games. There were some great individual performances but as a collective, this team never really got it together, never really hit its potential under either coach. And uh, I would say there's been a little bit too much upheaval, uh, the inability to replace a player like Robert Lewandowski. Uh, it, it's just one thing after another. And, you know, I think that in a lot of ways, we'll all be ready to turn the page on this 2022-2023 season. And look forward to new things for next year. And by new things, that probably means some new players. I don't expect a complete overhaul for this roster, but I do think Thomas Tuchel has some ideas about what he wants to do. I think the board has some ideas about who they want to add. And then how this all works and comes together remains to be seen, but there's a there's a good reason to have a large amount of skepticism for how this will all work. I don't have quite the same trust in the coaching staff, quite the same trust in the board that I have had in previous years. But, hey, this is where we're at. Bayern Munich is a club in transition. How does it handle this transition? How does it fight back from what essentially, no matter what happens this weekend, will be a failure for this season? I don't know. I don't know what the mentality of Bayern Munich is these days. So these are all things that we're going to see and watch play out. But for this week... We are going to look at the FC Köln matchup, and listen, it's not going to be easy. Uh, Köln is is not a pushover by any means, and I think we've seen Stefan Baumgart come up with some good game plans against Bayern. He has definitely been a thorn in the side of Bayern Munich over the years, and it's not, listen, it's not to say that he's had some kind of magic hold over them, because he hasn't. I mean, Bayern Munich has done fairly well against his teams, but Baum, Baumgart can definitely muck things up. He can make things tough for Bayern Munich. And one thing that you might not know is that Köln as a club has a little bit of an incentive to do well in this match, because if they can take Bayern Munich down, it will assure Dortmund of winning the league. 
And if Dortmund wins the league, Colm is in for a little bit of a bonus because of the deal for Anthony Modest. When he went to Dortmund, uh, I guess one of the contingencies in that transfer was that uh, if Dortmund wins the league, Colm is due a bonus. So there's a lot to go around there, uh, a lot to talk about for this one. But as always, let's take a look at where each team sits in the standings. And if you're a Bayern Munich fan, this is a little bit painful. Uh, Bayern Munich is sitting at second place in the Bundesliga table through 33 match days. <sighs> 20 wins, eight draws, five losses. That's good for 68 points, which of course, as I said, puts them in second place behind Dortmund, who has 70 points. Bayern Munich has 90 goals for, 37 against, pretty good ratio there. But over the course of their last five games, Bayern Munich has three wins and two losses, most notably the 3-1 decision that they dropped last week to RB Leipzig, which was an absolute killer for Bayern Munich's title hopes. But listen, if you're an optimistic person, you're going into this weekend expecting Dortmund to fold and Bayern to win and everybody to be taking beer showers on Saturday. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but either way, this is definitely going to be a very, very interesting uh, weekend, to say the least. Bayern Munich has a lot to prove to itself, a lot to prove to its fans. Will they do it? I don't know. As for FC Colin, they sit in 10th place. Uh, they could conceivably get up to uh, 9th place and overtake Mainz if um, some things break right, although it Actually, I don't, I'm not even positive they would be able to do that, but it, it, a lot of things would have to break right for that to happen. Um, Mainz uh, has 45 points. Cohn has 42. But Cohn, through those 33 match days, has 10 wins, 12 draws, and 11 losses. So they've been fairly consistent in splitting up their results. Uh, they have 48 goals for, 52 against. Over the course of their last five games, Cohn does have three wins, one draw, and one loss. Last week, they were able to get a 1-1 draw with Werder Bremen. When you look at this Köln roster, there's really no way to sugarcoat it. There's not a ton of top-tier talent. If you're looking at a player that, that you might want to keep an eye on, uh, we all know that Jonas Hector is going to retire after this season, which seems kind of crazy at 32, but uh, you know he's had a very, I would say, a very good career for himself. And he is a player that's meant a lot to that club. He, of course, was one of uh, one of the players in the mix during that 2018 Germany World Cup fiasco, where um, he was expected to play a big role left back. But you know, as things went along, things changed, and um, it, things never really, I would say, clicked for him on the international scene. But I think he's been a, a very good captain for Cole he's been a very good player and uh he is he is definitely at least when I look at this roster the player that would interest me the most in watching but aside of him there is not a ton of talent and when you look at it it, it automatically leads you to say this is a, this is a match that Bayern Munich should win and they should win handily but as we have learned with Bayern Munich this season not everything is as it appears. Uh, Bayern Munich has scuffled of late. Uh, you know, last week's 3-1 loss to RB Leipzig was an absolute gut punch. It was unnecessary. The team mentally and physically fell apart. 
against an RB Leipzig team that simply wanted it more. RB Leipzig played like it had something to play for. Bayern Munich played like it just wanted to get the match over with. And when you get those kinds of mentalities conflicting, the team that wants it more absolutely comes out on top. And RB Leipzig did that. They did a phenomenal job of applying pressure to Bayern Munich in the second half, of ramping up their attack, and they took advantage of what Bayern Munich gave them. And Bayern Munich was very, very sloppy in a lot of respects. And we'll get into that in a little bit, but I was very disappointed with what I saw. If you listened to my post-game show, you could tell I was pretty pissed off about the way things played out. If you listened to our flagship show, Tom and I Need No Name touched on a lot of topics, and they did a great job of really capturing how Bayern Munich got to this place where they're in a spot where they're relying on a Dortmund loss to to really give them any chance of winning the league. And it's a sad state of affairs for a lot of reasons. Uh, But when I look at this match, I I don't see that Köln should be able to knock Bayern Munich off. Now, the one X factor that I will say is Bayern Munich's mentality is not quite what it was. If this team has a quitting mentality, if this team lacks heart, they'll come out and lay an egg against Köln. And that will be a real telltale sign about how they are responding to Thomas Tuchel. Because right now, it would be easy for some teams to sit back and feel sorry for themselves and to lament the spot that they put themselves into. And I think if you look at Bayern Munich's situation, they've got a lot of reasons to point fingers. They can certainly blame the board for the timing of the move to fire Julian Nagelsmann. They can blame the board for not being able to replace Robert Lewandowski with any type of requisite striker despite what Eric Maxim Chupo-Moting was able to do during his time this season. Uh, Sadio Mane was not the answer. Chupo was best served as a backup. This team was set up to fail from the beginning, but of course things went off the rails big time over the course of the season. You could blame the board for the ill-fitting players it added to the roster, including Sadio Mane, and you could really argue Ryan Gravenberg since he was clearly expecting more playing time and has done nothing but gripe about it since. Nusar Mizrahi has not has expressed his displeasure with not being a regular player over the course of the season. There were a lot of issues with everything from the transfers last summer, not really being on the same page with the executives and the plans that were laid out for them to the coaching changes to underperforming players. It, it all just came together. It was the perfect storm of nonsense to lead Bayern Munich to this point. So when I look at this game this weekend, while I do think Bayern Munich is the better team and I think that they should win the match, we are going to learn a lot about the team's mentality. And one key thing to take a look at is when Bayern Munich was watching its season slip away against RB Leipzig last Saturday, Thomas Muller was imploring the players to get moving, to not quit, to not give up. And there was a flat line response to that. So it tells me one of two things. Either Thomas Muller is not the impactful leader on this team that he once was, or that this team has already given up on its season. They have quit mentally, and they are not ready to enter one more match for this season. Now, I don't think that's the case. I don't think either of those two scenarios are the case. I think the team felt bad for itself. I think they knew what was at stake. And I do think they had a poor mentality and not being able to fight through the final whistle but I don't think that they have quit on the season. And when you accuse a team of quitting on a season, that's a pretty big charge. I don't think they've gotten to that point yet. So I don't want to say that, but I do think they did show a little bit of a weak mentality there. 
I think Mueller, for as much as he has been praised in some circles and criticized as others, has proven to be a player that is indispensable on this team. And as we learned when Thomas Tuchel started to send him to the bench, the team's performance took a bit of a dive. Same thing happened earlier in the season when Julian Nagelsmann decided to put Mueller on the bench for a spell. The team's performance took a dive. I don't know why the situation has evolved like it has for Mueller. I don't know what more he has to do. But, and listen, I'm not one of the people that's going to tell you when he doesn't play, the team has no chance of winning. I don't see it like that. There are certainly circumstances that dictate he should sit at times. Not the least of which is his age. But he has proven to be able to provide things on the pitch that other players have not. And until they get someone to step into that role, and a lot of people think it was going to be Yashua Kimmich, he has not been able to rally the troops like Mueller has. He's not quite, despite being someone who is very uh, known for his gestures and yelling and all, he doesn't have the same kind of rah-rah mentality that you need. Batiste Delict could be that player at some point. He clearly is a leader, but is he a rah-rah type leader? I don't know. And that's really what Bayern Munich needs for motivation at this point. But either way, this match will close out the season. So let's take a look at how we think Bayern Munich is going to line up for this. I don't, I, I, I have to be honest. There's a lot of X factors going into this lineup. Uh, we do know that Luca Hernandez and Eric Maxim Chupo Moting rejoin the team for team training. I would find it highly doubtful that Tuchel would, pull the trigger on starting either of them. I would not play Hernandez coming off a major knee injury like this. I don't care how much he wants to play. I have too much invested, not just financially, but strategically for next season in that player. I would not want to play him at all in this match, regardless of what it means. The fact that the game will be going off the same time as Dorman, it even leads me to think more. This is not, this is not the time nor the place to roll out Hernandez. So I don't think that Byron will do that. Chupo Moting has just missed too much time. I don't want to uh, put him back out there at this point, even if he's healthy, maybe as a sub, but definitely not as a starter. I think it's risking too much. It would show a lot of arrogance to think that you can just walk off of the injured list and onto the field and make a big impact. I wouldn't do that either. Alfonso Davies, we have seen back at training, but I don't think he'll be cleared and ready to go for this match. So, I would expect Jan Sommer to be in net. I do think that this will probably be <laughs> uh, his last appearance as the Bayern Munich goalkeeper. I think that Manuel Neuer will come back and usurp that position and that Bayern Munich will sell Jan Sommer this summer for a tidy, probably 10 million euro figure. That would be my guess. That's what I would predict in this case. But Sommer has done a terrific job. He has come in and done what was necessary the fact that the team failed around him, uh, it really had nothing to do with his performances. I know he's gotten shredded in certain circles by some pundits, but if, if you're going to nitpick Summer in those instances, like Summer wasn't going to, to beat Man City alone, neither was Neuer. Uh, neither of the two goalies could have prevented the team from melting down against Freiburg and the Pokal. Nor, ha nor could Neuer have prevented what has happened in the Bundesliga, this collapse. It really wouldn't have mattered. Summer was a good acquisition. He absolutely was what the team needed and gave them some stability. Granted, Bayern Munich did have to change the way it played because under any goalkeeper other than Neuer, 
Bayern Munich has to do things differently. Neuer allows him so much flexibility because of the way he's able to handle the ball, the way he's able to distribute from his goalkeeping position and how much ground he covers. It is a big factor, that is for sure. But aside of Neuer, there's really no one else that can replicate what he does. So I don't fault Summer for anything that has went on over the course of the second half of this season. The back line is an interesting scenario. And I think we're really going to find out what Thomas Muller thinks of Di- uh, I'm sorry, Thomas Tuchel thinks of Dio Upamakano. Uh there's a strong argument after Benjamin Pavar's center back performance last week where he had a lot of trouble with Christopher and Kunku, including a couple of silly fouls. One resulted in a, in a PK, another in a very dangerous spot for a free kick. Uh, Pavar did not make good decisions. It was by far his worst game in a long time. He had really settled in and, and done a nice job at center back, but last week he got sloppy. And when you get sloppy in the Bundesliga, it is too good of a league for that not to work against you. And unfortunately for Pavar, it happened in a, in a very, very bad spot at a very, very bad time. So we'll find out about Dio Upamakano because if Tuchel continues to roll out the Ligt and Pavar, we're going to know that he does not fully think Upamakano is up to snuff. And, and I know I might sound premature in saying that, but there would be no reason not to start Upamakano this week if you are Thomas Tuchel. Uh, Pavar is a player that could leave this summer. There's been no commitment from him, no commitment from the team to work together moving forward. Uh, so there's no reason to really play him if you feel that way. And if you think Upamakano can be your guy moving forward next to Delict, which is why I'm going to go outside the box and say that we are going to see Delict and Pavar <laughs> and Upamakano will be on the bench and will probably get a substitute appearance. I think at outside back, we are going to see Jao Cancelo and what will probably probably be his last match for Bayern Munich and Nusar Mizrahi. As much as Mizrahi has uh, complained about his situation. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's likely going to to fit into that right back role as the starter next season. More and more, it seems like Pavar is probably going to leave, so he'll be out of the mix there. And I would expect Mizrahi to 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 really take that position and run with it. I don't listen. I'm not as high on Mizrahi as a lot of people are. I don't have anything against him. I don't think he's. Uh, quite as dominant and great as as what I've read from some fans. And and listen, he's a good player, and I think he's going to be a good player. But he's got some flaws in his game. I think it's a very dangerous situation when you have a player like Mizrahi and a player like Davies on the field together, given that both have shown the ability to have defensive lapses, both have shown the ability to get way too far upfield to recover. It really is going to leave those center backs exposed next season. And unless you have a really committed defensive midfielder, whether that be Joshua Kimmich or someone else, it's going to create a lot of counterattacks. There's going to be a lot of a lot of situations where we see the center backs put in a bad spot. So I'm a little skeptical about how that all will work, but that's not my problem right now. It's Thomas Tuchel's. Either way, we'll see Cancelo and Mesrawi at the outside back positions. In the central midfield, I think we will see the double pivot of Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. And again, is this the last time that we are going to see Kimmich and Goretzka as the double pivot for Bayern Munich? Kimmich is rumored to be moving to the eight position. That will obviously put him in direct competition with Goretzka and Conrad Leimer and Ryan Gravenberg and possibly Marcel Sabitzer if he doesn't get sold. 
this is a mess. There are too many eights. There are way too many to keep more than one happy. And when you factor in that Kimmich never comes off the field, this is a mess. And I, I'm going to get out in front of this now that if Bayern Munich does decide to move Kimmich to the eight, they almost have to sell everybody but Limer. And Limer, it's, uh, he looked great last week. Will be impossible to sell him at this stage, but I would expect his tenure would be short and at Bayern Munich as well. If Kimmich moves to the eight, this is a move that is not good for the club. And even if they go out and get someone like Declan Rice, you're going to lose so much depth because there is no shot that Goretzka is going to stick around to be Kimmich's backup. There's less of a shot that Gravenberg's going to want to hang around for that mess. And Sabitzer's already one foot out the door. I know Bayern Munich wants around 25 million euro for him. Listen, I don't know if anybody's going to pay that. So it'll really come down to how much does Bayern Munich want to seed there. And I, I don't know what their appetite is to sell him for anything less than 25 million. If you can read through my, my words here that I'm a little concerned about how this all plays out over the summer, I am. So I, I will say this will be Kimmich and Goretzka. Could be their swan song together for club. Of course, for country, we'll probably see them working together again. I guess the one caveat I should say about the central midfield plans, if Tuchel decides to move to a 4-3-3 or some other sort of uh, formation, 4-3-4, whatever, where uh, 4-3-4, I'm, I'm going to have 12 players on the field. Either way, um, <laughs> I, I think Bayern Munich at times needs 12 players. Some other sort of formation where we're going to use, where Bayern Munich would use three midfielders. I, I don't see any way this works out well, and I think there there could be uh, a big chain reaction if Kimmich does officially move to the eight. The attack is another interesting area where I don't think we're, that Bayern Munich is going to use Eric Maxim Chubo Moting. Uh, even if he is cleared and available for play, I, I just I can't see them breaking him out for this one. So I think we're going to see that kind of free-flowing attack that will feature Thomas Muller and Jamal Musiala as the central attackers and Kingsley Coman and Serge Gnabry on the wings. Now that puts Sadio Mane on the bench. It puts Leroy Sané on the bench. I can assure you neither one of those two players is really going to be happy about that assignment. How that affects what they want to do for next season, we will find out shortly. But Mane, the most recent reports with him is that he wants to stay. Sané, if he feels like he doesn't have an opportunity under Tuchel, he could be another player that pushes to make an exit from, from the club. You could also see Serge Gnabry, if, if he doesn't feel like he's going to get the opportunity, be a player that would be attractive on the transfer market. I think Kingsley Coman is not going anywhere and has no desire to go anywhere. Ditto for Musiala. And while Muller has come out with some stories about, you know, stay basically saying he's not going anywhere, I'm going to just keep an eye on that one too because as much as he is a club legend and he is so tied to the club, maybe more so than, than any player in its recent history – uh, the reality of future plans and what they hold for him might be a lot to take. So I don't expect him to go anywhere, but I do think he's going to monitor the situation and get a feel for what his role will be next season and how much he's going to play. Either way, this weekend, I think we are going to see basically what amounts to a strikerless attack. I thought for sure last week, Gnabry would have reprised his role as the striker and Muller would have 
played the 10 and Musiala would have moved to wing, but we did not get that. We had Muller acting as kind of a de facto striker, but not really playing the role. So I think that's what we'll see again. And I think if things go sideways, then we will see some panic subs by Tuchel, uh, especially if Cone jumps out early, we could see some uh, some craziness in subbing because Bayern Munich will, will be really be on the clock. I mean, when, when time starts ticking away on that game, so does the season. So if somehow Dortmund falls behind Mainz and Byron falls behind Cole, and I think Tuchel will be subbing his butt off to try and find some kind of combination that works. As for a prediction on this match, I think Bayern Munich is going to win 3-1. No shock to any of you that have heard my predictions before. That's probably my uh, most used scoreline. But I do think 3-1 fits this one. I think somehow Cole, despite its real lack of talent on its roster, is going to be able to muster a goal. I do think Bayern Munich will get three. I hope like hell, no matter what the end result is, that Bayern Munich has not quit on the season and that they have not uh, really shown that they really don't show a weakened mentality. Like I know some are speculating. I think they should go out, take care of business, uh, regroup, and then figure it out for next season. And by the time we have another preview show, I am sure that this is going to have a whole different look and feel for Bayern Munich. This this unit, the the roster could be changed. I don't expect the coach will change over the summer, though I think a lot of you would like to see that. I do think he will be on a short leash, but either way, he's going to lead this team at the start of next season. What players remain, what players go, that's all going to play out in the coming weeks. But uh, for now, Bayern Munich will take this one 3-1. I do expect Dortmund to win their match. I think it will probably be a 2-1 game. Dortmund will make it a little bit dicey make their fans panic, but I think they are going to get the win, merge the victors, and get the Bundesliga crown. And that's how it's all going to play out. And Bayern Munich fans will be left to lament what could have been and then spend the next few weeks pondering how it all got to this point. Uh, I've been doing that for weeks. So so uh, join me in trying to figure all of this out. That'll wrap this preview show up. And as always, I, I appreciate everyone that's hung in for our preview shows over the course of this season. Uh, we love that you guys tune in every week and that you check our site, BavarianFootballWorks.com out and follow all of our game coverage, all of our news coverage, all of our commentary. So it is greatly appreciated. And I definitely appreciate this audience. Each of our podcasts has a little bit different of an audience. Uh, this one I like that people want to hear the thoughts, whether it's mine or someone else's on the upcoming match, what's going on with the team leading into it and what some of the factors in the game could be. But either way, uh, you guys have been great as a community and listening, and it is greatly appreciated. As always, you can get me on Twitter at the barrel blog. You can get Tom Adams at Tommy Adams 71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. And as I said, check us out, BavarianFootballWorks.com. You can get all of your latest and greatest Bayern Munich in Germany news and commentary. We have a lot of talented writers, a lot of talented podcasters. So keep checking us out. Tell your friends about us. I'll be back later this week with the weekend warm up. And of course, we will have a post game show. And then I'm sure the flagship show, no matter who is on that, uh, when it drops next Monday, is probably going to be uh, lit, as the kids say, I guess. 
because there are going to be a lot of free-flowing thoughts about this season and then where things are heading. So thanks for listening. We will see you next time.